Welcome to another sweaty summer edition of The Butter Dish. I'm Natalie Delaney. And I'm Heidi Bollard. And we are going to talk about shoulding today. <laughs> Should. S-H-O-U-L-D. All right. So the shoulds. Why do we should? So shoulds are actually a, a form of cognitive dissonance. It's like you're arguing with reality, right? What you see in front of you, you don't like. It should be a different way. This shouldn't have happened. She shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't be this way. Whatever it is, right? And shoulds are actually a function of shame. Um, a lot of people, you've probably heard me say it before, the acronym for shame is should have already mastered everything. Oh, bam. Yeah, I know. So we put this in our question box recently. What are some shoulds that you struggle with? And we wanted to talk a little bit about how this is the worst possible way to motivate yourself. Um, and when, and a pretty common one, just mm-hmm. to kind of bring it up in case people are like, well, I don't really should myself. So like everyone shoulds themselves, right? It's like, oh, I shouldn't have said that, or yeah. I should be farther along by now, or I should be seeing the results that I've been working so hard for, or I should be stronger by now, or I should have PR'd by now, or I should be able to do all these things. I should be able to lose weight. I should be able to whatever it is that you've decided for yourself that you haven't accomplished yet, these are all shoulds that we do. And sometimes we do them on a daily basis and we don't even really know it. Like, ah, I should have woken up a little earlier than I could have (laughs) been to the gym. Right. Or I shouldn't have told my kids that they could have unlimited (laughs) playtime on the the computer, right? Whatever it is, every day is about decisions, right? And then also Mm -hmm. how we feel about them. Yeah. But Nat, isn't shooting yourself how you improve yourself? If you, (laughs) this is one of the common misconceptions about shoulds and it's a it can be a slippery slope a slippery slope going from guilt to shame because you guilt is when you recognize your behavior doesn't line up with your values right so you feel this healthy desire for change whereas shame is um is a more destructive judgment of yourself that feels like, you know, there's something inherently wrong with you. Guilt says I did something bad. Shame says I am bad. Um, that there's, you know, that there, that you're somehow your worth is in question. Um, of course, Queen Brene is like the, Brene Brown is the uh, queen of shame. Yes. She's yeah. the, queen, the queen of talking about shame. So if you, if this is a topic you don't really know a lot about, that's a great place to start. Um, I was for sure, I think I was like 37 or something before I realized there was anything wrong with shoulds. I honestly thought they were a a hallmark of high self-esteem because I had, I was joking with your husband about this because, you know, it's a sign like, Hey, I have standards. Okay. Like I, I won't accept less than this. Right. But did you hear what I just said? (laughs) You won't accept less than this. Um, let's be honest, unrealistic standard because it is unrealistic because it isn't real. It isn't your reality at this present moment. Well, and what's interesting about what you just said, and it's like, I was kind of having my own should ahas right now, how a lot of times our shoulds are very conflicting mm-hmm. and they almost don't even totally. work together. Like for especially instance, moms, especially right? moms, it's like, so, you know, my, I think one of my most reoccurring shoulds, I mean, I have quite a few of them, but especially as I was growing up overweight, you know, in my mind, it's like, I love clothes. I should be thinner, but I love food. And it was always like, I felt like this like dissonance in my life because it's like, well, you can't have both. Mm-hmm. You can't, you know, be thin and love food at the same time, which is why I think macros was just so like to me, totally. right? but kind of like, oh, I should be this kind of mom, 
but I should do this, you know, and it's just always conflicting. It's like, I should, you know, try to lose weight, but then I want to take my kids and I want to be fun. And, and so then I do all these things that conflict with my, like, I should lose weight thing, but it's like, totally. I should be a better mom. And so sometimes like our own shoulds really do put us in a shame spiral because you feel like you literally can't win in any direction. And a lot of times you can't yeah. exactly. So how to know the difference for yourself personally? Um, a lot of, you know, it's kind of different for everyone. Some people I feel like are more in touch with their, with their thoughts and, you know, that, that voice in their head, they, they kind of hear it in words. Um, some people are more in touch with their feelings and just, um, the kind of the emotion of it. Um, I'm definitely more of a, a little more of a, of a feeler. And then I kind of have to work backwards. So if you want to know if you're shooting yourself, you can know by how it feels. So, um, let's, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have eaten that. Okay. It didn't hit my macros popular one. No. So, uh, Fan favorite. Right? I shouldn't have eaten that. Okay. So after you say that, how does that feel? Do you feel disappointed, pathetic, regretful? Yeah. A loser. This somehow means that you will never be successful. You have no willpower. Uh, it's over for you. This is all you're, you'll ever be. You have no discipline. You're going against who you want to be because yeah. who you currently are, the person that made that decision is not valuable. Totally. And their decisions are poor. Yeah. So that would be an example of shaming yourself. <laughs> now let's take the exact same scenario because, you know, things that, things that happen outside of ourselves are neutral. So I ate something I shouldn't have to hit my macros. And I realized that wasn't worth it, actually. Um, I, if I had to do it over again, I would make a different choice. Um, that that feels very different. That feels like, hey, I learned something. I can tell, I can, I have a desire to, to change. This is motivating. I feel a little bit more empowered. Like I have a little more clear direction on, on how I want to, how I want to do this moving forward. Okay. There's also a third option that you don't even have, you know, you can always just be like, tomorrow's another day. I don't even need to go to the shoulds, but we're working with what we're working with shoulds today. (laughs) It's a should themed episode. That's right. So, um, so one of the things that I feel like shame also really does is it loves to get just specific enough that you feel like a sack of shoulds, but you, but not, but not so specific that you can really like figure out the issue in like a normal problem solving way. So um, it's a little bit like, okay, so we're taking that example of, I should have hit my macros. So we zoom out a little bit of that. Okay. So are you a person that is allowed to make mistakes? Are you a person that has like the exact same stress and the the exact same like variables in your life every day? Um, Or is it fair to expect a level of perfection from yourself? Every Is it required to even make the progress that you want to make, right? Like once we start zooming out just a little bit and putting this in, in perspective, then we can start unpacking it a little bit like, hey, okay, perfection is not required. Um, I'm still a good person worthy of love. I still deserve to be happy regardless of my weight, regardless of what I look like, regardless of what I eat, right? These things we, we can kind of, once we kind of zoom out, we can, we can bring a little more logic into the situation. 
rather than getting all caught up in the minutia of the decision, decision-making, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Cause I think that like you have shoulds that create like an energy of disappointment. Right. And I mm-hmm. think our decision as far as like how long we allow ourselves to be disappointed by the shoulds really is contextual, right? Like kind of like what you're saying, how like, you know, initially it's like, I shouldn't have eaten that. And then a lot of people like leave it like that. And they sit with their shame spiral. Right? Yeah. Gosh, like a better person would have done it. A more disciplined would have person. Like you continue to berate yourself after having that experience, which you can't actually take back, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like you can't go back and uneat the thing. Right. And then what Heidi presented about like the second one is like, okay, should have been that it wasn't totally worth it. I definitely see my macros for it, but I know now. I know, I know now that, you know, that wasn't worth it to me. I, and I don't, and next time I'll just make a different decision. Right. And giving yourself some compassion there for not meeting your expectations, the food and your own Mm -hmm. is another layer. And then you have the shoulds that have like, almost like should light, right? Like, Oh, (laughs) I shouldn't have done that. Oh, well. Right. And then it's completely passing. There's like not even an extensive conversation about it because the more you practice the giving yourself the benefit of the doubt for your shoulds, the better the narrative you create for your mind is. Because like any other toxic thought, the more we practice the shoulds, the better we get at convincing ourselves that we really should have. Yes. Which is almost like, it's like a, oh, like I should have, you know, warm black yesterday instead of today, because now it's not clean. And I really wanted today. It's like, okay, but maybe you needed to wear the black yesterday. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, sometimes the regrets that we have, we spend so much time obsessing about them that we fail to be able to be present and live in the future. And it prevents us from taking a further step. Which is a very brilliant point to make because a lot of times the mental dramas that we get caught up in are actually an avoidance of something larger, right? Sort of like that um, you put off your paper to the very last minute. And then as a hysterical displacement activity, you clean your room. It's <laughs> not an example from my real life at all. Not a personal anecdote not at all. Um, yeah, but that that is it is definitely now. This is not to say that like every time you you know you say the word should you should pinch yourself or something, but it is um, you know paying attention to how you feel is super important because feelings drive all of our behavior, right? So if you're feeling horrible about yourself about a decision you made, you're filled with you know anxiety, frustration, sadness whatever it is, those feelings, those feelings drive behaviors that, that typically further your self-sabotage, right? You feel like, oh, I've really blown it. Well, then what, what do you do next is, is either going to, which is why, why you kind of can bring in some of these really helpful mantras or positive thoughts you see sometimes like, you know, just get back to it the next time you eat or tomorrow's a new day or those kinds of things that sort of can help, um, help you from circling the shame drain. Well, and I think that's a great point to bring up because a lot of times we either double down on it or we, or, or we decide like, okay, put it, I'm going to put it away. Right. And like a lot of times like, oh, I shouldn't have eaten that. Well, I screwed up anyways. I'm going to go all in now. Right? Mm-hmm. Whether we've been missing something, we want to eat something or we want to air quote, punish ourselves for making that decision. Yeah. And those kind of habits that we reinforce are also part of that should shame spiral. Well, totally. It's like, if you feel like you you know, a lot of, a lot of people struggle with like binge eating, correct? Because like, oh, I shouldn't have eaten that. And then I just say, screw it for my whole day. Cause it's ruined. Yeah. Or what if it's not? Well, right. Exactly. And that's a great, great example to bring up because shame and perfectionism are like best, best friends. So you, so, you know, if you're a person that's really hard on yourself for making mistakes, you over, you, you mess up your macros. So then you overeat and then you tell yourself, this is the lot, you know, this is it tomorrow. You're going to be 
even more perfect to make up for it, which again, circling back to our original point, you're not accepting yourself in your beautiful flawedness, like, like all of us No, you know, you, you've got to make up for this horrible failure and be twice as perfect tomorrow. And then, because that's even more unrealistic and your intensity and your stress is even higher, you know, you're the, the same cycle is just going to repeat itself and repeat itself. And for whatever, whatever perverse reason, a human, the perfectionism is so addictive. You don't say, oh, obviously this pattern doesn't work. No, instead you're like, you put even more pressure on yourself every single time you double down again. And then it just becomes a big old, I should be farther along right now. Yeah. Because every single time you try to like move forward, you move forward in a direction that was blaming and, and creating an energy that was not positive in the other direction. Yeah. And we're doubling down every day on that. And after a point, there is nothing left to give. Absolutely. Which again, is why it's super helpful to bring in these kind of reframing thoughts. Like, you know, you failed, you failed 99 times. Well, you found 99 times, 99 ways it didn't work for you. And that is why you succeeded the 100th time. Um, and giving yourself a, you know, space to experience and um, and fail and try again. And, and that's when people say confidence is having your own back. This is where you bring in that confidence that, that where you have the opportunity to build your confidence is how are you treating yourself in these kinds of moments? Because if you're treating yourself like, you know, like, like you suck, like you're the worst, like you're worthless, that's not that that's compromising your confidence. Whereas if you, if you can bring in some reframing. If you can allow yourself to make mistakes, if you can soothe and come comfort and support yourself in these moments, that is where, uh, that is where confidence comes from. It's how you treat yourself when you mess up is the birth is the birthplace of confidence. thousand percent. And I think it's like, it's not that we're trying to tell you guys that like, you'll never should again. Okay. Shoulds are actually also part of the process too. It's like, oh, like I should have probably not made soup today. It's 90 degrees. I think that's a fair assessment. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, okay. Yeah. It's all part of, it's part of being human. It's what that's what I mean when I say it's healthy. It's, it's a human, it's a, it's part of the human experience. The only people that don't experience shame or, you know, sociopaths. (laughs) I was doing a stabbing. Yeah. So how do we cure a case of the shoulds? I think a lot of it comes down to also your level of self-care you're giving yourself and the amount of stress that you're carrying around with you. Because it's super easy to go into a shame spiral. That's a very, very common one that we've picked over and over again because it feels familiar. Uh, Oddly feels comforting to some of us to be like, well, here I am not doing it again. Yeah, It's like, I know myself so well. I'm just going to give myself no passes for even trying or attempting today because this is just who I am, right? It's like those cases of the shoulds are chronic. Totally. (laughs) don't, what do we want to do when something is chronic? We want to cure it, right? Mm -hmm. So part of it is like, okay, so I should have probably accomplished more today, but I didn't, but there's tomorrow. And that's okay. And that's okay. And there's tomorrow. Yes. I should be farther along by now. I should have lost my weight by now. Okay. But I have lost some weight. Mm -hmm. It's better than none. Yes. I shouldn't have made you know, soup for dinner. Okay. But there's food. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and people totally. Like to eat. Yeah. It's all about reframing the way you give yourself these kind of negative thoughts and every, I mean, like everything like yin and yang, like every negative thought should have a positive thought attaching to it. The way you speak to yourself allows yourself to create room for growth and also motivation to actually do the things. 100%. 
because I mean, I don't know if you guys felt like an actual physical sense of stress relief as she was like adding those sort of tag on phrases at the end. If you're constantly at, a, you know, that episode we did with um, about the stress thermometer. Yes. Like if you're constantly at an eight and so, so you ping to 10 or above in, in a nanosecond, when you're at the, when you're at the edge of what you can handle, that's when your coping skills kick in. And lots of times those are not coping skills that are going to help you achieve your goals. There's, there are things like emotional eating. There are things like, um, blaming somebody else or getting, you know, behaving in ways that only create more personal shame. So then you are caught in that cycle as well. Right. So bringing, bringing in that self-care where you're re- you're really reducing the stress that you're experiencing down to below a six. So that you can actually, you know, Use your whole brain, for example. And access the part of it that's not feeling threatened by your own personal self. Yes. You know, a lot of times you guys trash talk yourselves and it's like, shocker, my toxic thoughts are not motivational. Yeah. The ones that you keep saying to yourself over and over again are not all of a sudden going to inspire you one day. Just like you wouldn't say it to, you know, you hear us always say daughter, sister, friend, or even child. Yes. The more you berate yourself for not accomplishing things, the less motivation you're going to have to actually accomplish those things. Yeah. And then they almost become like toxic goals to you totally. because of the, the amount of access you don't even allow yourself to, to actually accomplish. Them. Yeah. There you're it, drill sergeanting yourself is not a way to motivate yourself. It might work in the short term, but it's going to compromise your relationship with yourself in the long term. So if you want to get off of the up and down cycle of how you feel about yourself or whatever, how your goals appear, being kind to yourself and motivating yourself from a place of self-support and self-love and self-appreciation. That is what is going to get you to your goal. Um, and, and and you'll actually be able to see it and appreciate it and be happy about it. And then those shoulds will probably turn into other shoulds because as you meet your bar, you'll, you exceed it. You'll set yourself up for another one, but the key is to also get out of the patterns of the same shoulds over and over again, because obviously they haven't been productive to to you up until this point. They're not going to. Well, right. And like what you're talking about, like those shoulds will show up at like greater and greater and greater goals, goals, greater and greater and greater points of growth. So I mean, every time you level up, you'll probably find a, a nice little crop of shoulds, <laughs> <laughs> a fresh new crop of shoulds. <laughs> All right. So all this to say, stop shitting yourself. Be good to yourself. No more masturbation. (laughs) You got to say where that quote came from. I don't even know. Just found it in my should notes. (laughs) Oh, wait, what it it was. uh, What was it? It was Dr. Albert Ellis. There you go. I did know. Well, and on that Dr. Ellis's note, we bid you adieu. You made it. The butter dish didn't melt your face. Thanks so much for hanging with us. If you enjoy that episode, we'd love it if you would subscribe, share it to your social media, or leave a comment. That all really helps. So the kids say. <laughs> if you want to find us, you can find us at Instagram at Butter Your Macros. On the web at ButterYourMacros.com. Twitter and TikTok at What's Up Butters. And we'll see you guys on the next episode. Thanks.